0: Welcome to the Messy Progress Podcast. I'm your host and the queen of messy progress, Adrian Smith. In today's episode, I'm talking with Lieutenant Colonel Edward Arntzen third of the US Army. His career in the Army began 19 years ago and has included seven deployments, three to Iraq, two to Afghanistan, one to Korea, and one supporting the US Border Patrol, all while being married to his wife, Tracy, of 17 years and raising two kids who are now 11 and 9. Ed and I go way back. We've known each other since we were 14. We dated when we were seniors in high school, and we literally ran into each other while running the Anchorage Alaska Marathon about 15 years ago. I wanted to have this conversation with Ed because our lives are so incredibly different and so similar. I wanted to know more about what it was like to be in his shoes of service. And what I got hit with during this conversation was not only the incredible path that he is on, my appreciation for his service to our country, but how our shared history connects us on a level beyond explanation and understanding. We don't know anything about the day-to-day woes that we both have, but curiosity opened the door to connection and compassion. I hope this conversation brings joy to your heart, that you can tap into the relatability that we all share, even if we are in different jobs. And lastly, that you take a moment to pause and appreciate those in your life who have left an imprint on you being the person you are today. You sound like you have a Southern accent. Did you get that recently?
1: (laughs) I, uh, I spent 11 months in South Texas and, uh, I don't know, I guess I've lived all over the country at this point. so.
0: It feels so, you feel so formal. All right. First, I want to just start by saying thank you for first reaching out to me, Ed, and um, saying I'm listening to your podcast. And then it sparked the idea for me to want to talk to you about just your world. And so thank you for saying yes. You bet. Okay. So your world is totally different than mine. In a way we have similar worlds. Cause I live in this bubble of Santa Barbara and my yeah. bubble is, um, it's Santa Barbara is considered a white and Brown town. It's like very white and wealthy and Hispanic and, um, multiple, lots of people living in one household. Um, okay. there's not a lot of diversity. There's like, they, sometimes people say Santa Barbara is the land of the newly wed and nearly dead. So there's a lot of old money.
1: <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay.
0: And then young, like young, like imagine I wish I could have taken a picture this morning. I was down by the beach and kid was on electric bike with a surfboard attached, helmet, um, wet he's wearing his wetsuit on his bike, like just had surfed. Like that's the world okay. that I'm in. Sure. And that's not everyone else's world and the you know whole rest <laughs> of the country and world. But I want to know about your world, so and share that because I don't think a lot of people really, you know, they have a thing about military or armed forces. Sure. And I think we fear sometimes what we don't know, and sure. um, I'm hoping that this can be a conversation that opens people's eyes to be more curious and hearts to be more curious and. Um, just kind of know like about the day-to-day stuff. Cause that's the, you know, I know you've been, you know, deployed seven times and you've been shot and all those things. And I want to hear about all those things. Cause again, not my sure. world. Like I don't have to worry about that going out and you're also living on base now and you've lived all over the place. And, um, so tell me a little bit about like your day to day, like today you're off work um but on a day when you're going into work what does it look like
1: the um okay so um first off thank you for having me uh it's very cool you have your own podcast and it's very neat thank you for having me um as a guest i'm a huge uh podcast person i listen to them uh, all the time so it's very neat um my day usually starts for me about 4 30 uh, in the morning um I'm, I'm probably go into work a little bit earlier uh, than most folks. So I'm usually in uh, my office uh, by five or five fifteen, 15. Uh, and then uh, six 30, we have physical training. Uh, so that could be anything from kind of a strength and conditioning type of training session. It could be a long run. It could be intervals. It could be a foot march, you know, with the weighted, uh, weighted pack on. Uh, it could be any of those things in competition, uh, format, uh, you know, with, within my, uh, battalion. Uh, so right now I have, uh, about 750 soldiers, uh, that I'm, uh, responsible for. Uh, and so that is, so that's kind of, uh, the morning. And then some mornings I might do, uh, physical training with, you know, with one of my companies, a company is anywhere between 80 and 150 uh, soldiers. So I might do physical training with one of those companies. So you're um, not
0: actually doing the physical training. You're telling them what to do and kind of instructing and that kind of thing?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm doing it all. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I'm doing it all. So And so but, how long uh, is I, it? Yeah. You said
0: it's the morning. So how long is the whole morning?
1: Yes, 6.30 to uh, physical training goes to about 08. So, okay. and then the actual, the actual training session will, like, will encompass, you know, warming up, you know, training for for 60 to 75 minutes. And then you would be very proud of us, you know, cooling down, stretching, you know, so actually doing um, some recovery uh, as part of our session. So, um, so that is, that's kind of the morning. Uh, I eat breakfast in my office. I eat oatmeal with peanut butter uh, just about every single day. Um, And then from there, it's, uh, some days are going out to the field Uh, to observe training, which there's on, on Fort Campbell, where I'm stationed now, there are training areas all over the place. It's a huge uh, base that borders uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. And so might go out and observe training. You know, sometimes it's the whole day, sometimes it's part of the day. Um, And then we've got our own battalion internal meetings uh, that we've got that are at regularly scheduled times. And then uh, I have meetings that I have to go to uh, for my boss. My boss has seven of me, so he has um, seven battalion commanders that that uh, and you know has got about is in charge of about four uh, so thousand How many people sh- are
0: living on base?
1: uh live on base is i think I think it's like maybe six to eight thousand so it's like a small city. Okay. Um, and then the larger community of Fort Campbell is about 25,000 people that live is from, uh, Hopkinsville, Kentucky in the North, all the way down to Nashville. So like I have several, uh, young officers who probably don't need as much sleep, but they live in Nashville, um, because that's a pretty good lifestyle most weekends. So yeah, we're uh, both,
0: we're like 40, you're 40 or 41, Tommy?
1: me. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, 41 in a couple months. So, 40, okay. yeah.
0: yeah, it's real. Like, you need a little more sleep. Your body doesn't recover. People talk about that's this right. forever. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be resilient. I'm like, I'm going to be young no, forever. Yeah.
1: I don't need a lot of sleep on a day to day basis. Like, I can get about six, six and a half hours and I'm fine. Um, but once a week, I do need to get like a good solid, like seven or eight hours. And then I'm, and then I'm good. Um, so, that's kind of my, that's kind of the day to day and the, and the, the week over week, some weeks will be extremely busy. Some weeks will be 70, 80 hour, you know, uh, work weeks, very long, you know, time in the field or time spent training. Now are you Um, training
0: for something specific that you know, you're going to be going to do, or is it just general, um, situations that you could encounter anywhere depending on what you do?
1: Yeah. So previously, we kind of um, like when we were preparing to go down to uh, support the Border Patrol, um, we were training, you know, specifically um, for that. Now we're training for, um, you know, you know, I don't want it to come as a shock to to your audience or anything, but we're training for combat. If we had to go to war, um, we're training and and preparing for that. So that's what we're doing uh, doing now and it's good so yeah in
0: my world it would be like peace love let's have not have any war (laughs) just kidding
1: that's right that's right and And yet the reality um, is
0: i want to be protected and thank you for your service
1: Yeah, you bet so that's kind of the the day-to-day um sometimes there are you know times we got to spend an you know overnight or two or three nights in the field uh, or whatever depending on on what we're doing um but most, most nights uh, come home between, I don't know, 530 and six, have dinner with my family. So,
0: and then so go, you, go to bed a little
1: bit earlier than I used to.
0: So, yeah. And then, so you, then you get up and do it the same thing the next day. Yep. Okay. Now, how quickly, if you know, like you find out you're going to get deployed, how, how quickly of a turnaround is it till from when you find out to when you leave to wherever you're going?
1: For, uh, for us, well, so we kind of went through that, that last fall when we went to the border uh, and we had about two or two and a half months notice. And that was pretty, that was pretty fast. Um, that was a pretty quick turn. I, I think it was maybe uh, end of September, we kind of found out that we were going to go down and support the Border Patrol um, for what we thought was about nine months. It ended up being about 11 months um, down at the border. And then, um but other deployments I've gone on, we've known, you know, pretty well in advance, you know, six, nine plus months uh, in advance. So and then there are other, excuse me, there are other units in in the Army that are on, you know, kind of a very short tether, you know, so at a, kind of about what we call a higher readiness level. So that if something did happen around the world and, and the Army needed to, you um, send people right away, those soldiers would, you know, they would go, you know, they'd be kind of gone within, you know, 24 or 48 hours. So
0: now when you find out that you're getting deployed, you get that, what is that? Is it a meeting? Is it a, what does it look like?
1: Um, In, in this case of this last one, uh, it was, my boss just called me, so and said hey we're this is probably coming our way you're probably your battalion is probably going to go um okay rather than that so and then um this is not for me at this point you know with almost 19 years in the army it's not you know unfamiliar uh and then you know probably the harder part is having a conversation with tracy and having a conversation with uh with the kids um you know about that I'll leave. And I think one of the things I learned this time was it doesn't, the the kids will process it a little bit differently in the sense that, you know, Sophia's 11, EJ's nine. And so like in the moment, you know, hey, dad has to deploy, they will be a little bit sad, but then they kind of forget about it, you know, and then it's kind of back to, whatever and it's back to star wars or legos or Mm -hmm. running around and doing kid things which is good but then as it gets closer then they kind of start to you know they start to understand so
0: yeah and so when you find out just to go back to that you know when you what you said before when you first you know you've been in the army for 19 years when you first found out about getting deployed what was the feeling like for you getting that news
1: um that was surreal, actually, um, because uh, let's see, I had just finished Ranger school. uh Tracy and I were about to get married, um, and then I got a call that hey, our unit and that was in late July, maybe, yeah, late July of two thousand three and um and then hey, we're uh, our battalion when you get up here we're going to be short and final and we're going to go to to Afghanistan Uh, for what we thought was six months ended up being about 10 months uh, in Afghanistan. So um, that was very surreal because we weren't even Tracy and I weren't even married yet. Um, Tracy was going to move, you know, move with me up to Alaska, but then she wasn't going to stay there because I wasn't there. So then she came up with me to Alaska and then she moved back to Fargo North Dakota and then went back up so when when we got back so but that first one was very surreal because um you know that's when the army very much got real for me because at, at that point you've been um there's something called a gold bar recruiter where you you work at the school you graduate from or the ROTC program you graduate from you work there for three four five months and you help uh, recruit you do different events for the college so I worked at North Dakota State University that's where I met Tracy um at because she was also working at, at North Dakota State and so you do that so that's a fun cushy not hard job um I was doing a lot of triathlons at the time which you can appreciate it's working out like for oh, the first time it was a back in
0: what year did it was it 2005 that we ran the Alaska Marathon or the Anchorage Marathon
1: yes yeah, two, uh, six, 2006. yeah, 2006. Yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, that was uh, not a good race for me. I did not have a lot of time, <laughs> okay. So that's when I learned about um, that's when I learned about overtraining uh, and that you, and that you can overtrain uh, your body. So because I had been doing, as a quick aside, I had been doing all of the training for my unit right long foot marches long runs we even did like a 30 mile foot march um all those things uh and then uh and then i was also uh sorry i just turned off this light i think it's killing my battery on my computer you might okay. have the uh um but the uh and then i was also doing the marathon training plan right like how kicked in or whatever it was and so um, at about mile, whatever it was, 18 or 19, I learned, uh, what overtraining was. Cause my body was like, yeah, we don't want to go anymore. We don't want to go any further. So, yeah. um, uh, and I, I knew I was overtrained because then for the next, I don't know, four to six weeks, maybe two months, I hardly ran at all and I didn't care. So, yeah, but
0: yeah, I remember that was a fun, that was a fun surprise, I think. Like I was already signed up to do that race. It's just like to yeah. backtrack. And then yeah. it was like, oh, Ed's there. And, yeah. uh, and and then we ended up running together. I don't know how that came to be. I think I ran into you or like caught you as you're running.
1: Oh, you, you definitely, yeah. You definitely caught me uh, and then uh, kicked my butt because I, at, <laughs> uh, at some point in there, my I just started to like, I'm like, oh, I'm slowing down. And then. Tracy met me and Tracy uh, before she hurt her back was a really really good runner. And so she met me at mile 18 or 19 and she's like what's going on? I was like I'm not having a lot of fun. So this is not fun but Well,
0: and it's hey, really interesting I, I, to learn that you realize that at that point of what's overtraining um oh, and whatever we were however old 20 something years six, old at that point. And um you can be trained for one thing and it doesn't translate to the other thing and, or, and you can do too much and crush
1: yourself. And then, and I learned that. I learned that then. Yeah. I learned that then and paid for it. And I, I, I don't think I've done it since. Um, but that was a very hard lesson to learn. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah um so, so the you were saying was surreal let's go back to that it's like you're like the yep. receiving that was surreal because you went from basically this kind of cush job where it's like
1: yeah well you, yeah, is, you go from you go from cush life to to training where you're kind of responsible for yourself and then uh for, for infantry officers you, you, know, you have to go to ranger school so you go through ranger school and that's kind of a long you know, that's a long a grind you know very difficult very challenging it's supposed to be you know school and then you go through that and then you kind of come out of that and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to go, you know, to my unit. And then on my way to my unit, it's like, Hey, you're going to deploy uh, and you're going to deploy to um, Afghanistan. And so then you know, everything got very real uh, for me and certainly for Tracy. So um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Can you put yourself back in that place of like, it's surreal. And then what, like, was there a, an emotion that was there that you felt? Like excitement, fear? Yeah,
1: anything? it was very much just fear of the unknown. Yeah, just fear of the unknown. Because I hadn't even, you know, I hadn't even been to my unit. Right, I haven't even, it's first of the 501st uh, up in Alaska. And I hadn't even been there. So I'm going to a new a new place, right? We're moving across the country from Fort Benning up to um alaska you know in the middle of that we got married in crazy minnesota tracy's hometown and then you know kind of drove across the country and took the ferry up to alaska reported in probably within two weeks three weeks i was my battalion commander gave me my um sent me down to a platoon to be a platoon leader and then like 6 weeks later we were we were in Afghanistan. So
0: yeah, so the fear yeah. of the unknown was there for you. What was there for Tracy?
1: Like, oh, I signed um, up for this. Yeah. Um Tracy was I think less than happy with me and the army and um yeah. So, and it was, you know, for her because we didn't we weren't going to get to establish anything, right? Like we we lived in a hotel for she was up there for I don't know maybe six weeks we lived in a hotel very weird right to live in a hotel with someone for an extended period of time um and try to like live a normal life um so we did that and um and then I just stayed in that hotel room and then you know was going to work every day and coming back there and then and then we deployed that Afghanistan. So.
0: And then did she go back at that point to.
1: Yep. So she went back to Fargo. And then when I came back in August of 2004, she, um, that's she came back.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. So the thing that's coming to mind for me is like, um, this, I th- kind of like theme of like uprooting, like you're constantly yeah. uprooted and yeah in like yoga practice, you know, we, so much of the yoga itself is like not the actual physical stuff, stretching and all that kind of stuff, but but the, the physical practice helps us when we're getting like uprooted in our life. So like,
1: sure.
0: especially in armed forces, it's happening all the time, not only for you, but your families. And so I can only, I know what I've felt like, especially this last year just feels like the rug is constantly being pulled out from underneath me. And then it's like, okay, sure. getting regrounded in the reality of what can be controlled and what's out of my control or how I thought it sounds like for you, it's like, Oh, I thought I was going to go to Alaska, be here for a bit, get to be with my new wife. And, and yet that's not my reality. And it's out of my control. And this is what we signed up for, but still sounds like it's a wrestling match emotionally. Like whether you want it, whether you signed up for it or not, you're like, this isn't what I wanted.
1: Yeah, very much so. And I think part of that, if I look back on myself, I was very, like, at the time, I was probably pretty naive, right, as far as, like, um, not thinking we wouldn't deploy, you know, and probably pretty soon. Uh, The war, when I was in Ranger schools, when the war in Iraq started, we'd already obviously been engaged in Afghanistan for a couple of years. so. A little, some of that was like, you know, you know, all the, you know, brand newness of the army for me just kind of got slapped right off me pretty quickly, as it does for for many, as it did for many people for a number of years. Um, And so that was, um, yeah, that was a very like tough way to start, you know, kind of our life, our marriage. Um, So...
0: So now it's been 17 years you've been married, 19 years you've been in the army. Deployed since that one time, you've been deployed six other times. So how has it been different as you've kind of grown up? And tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I would say now it's you kind of, at least for Tracy and I, you know, we know sort of what to expect, right? That it's the the going away is always very hard, right? The saying goodbye, you know, it's very, very, very hard on uh, it, it. That doesn't ever get uh, any easier. Um, the, when you're both apart, you know, like Tracy kind of established her, you know, her her rhythm, you know, and then COVID, on this most recent one, you know, COVID kind of hit, you know and so that obviously was she had to deal with some different things on this deployment than other deployments because the kids weren't in school and you know so kind of her life I think from about March to you know until the summer was not a whole lot of fun because she was dealing with she had just started she's a, a personal trainer and um so she had just started to get in a good rhythm of of training people at the gym here on post and then that got all shut down and so um and then the kids weren't in school and so she was, you know playing homeschool mom and you know doing all those other things and then I'm I'm gone we're at the border dealing with everything um down there so but I think when you're apart you develop your own rhythms you know um and uh and then we kind of are, are fairly good at just dealing with that piece and then the and this kind of is part of a larger thing. I think for anyone who does this for a long period of time, you, I think you have to have like, like, like Tracy is awesome, right? My wife is, is incredible. Um, I think my kids are, or our kids are incredibly resilient, you know, and, and the things that they've dealt with and a number of times they've moved already before they're, you know, 10 or 11 years old. is, is pretty incredible when you compare it with, you know, I think most kids, um, around the country um and so you have to have like if you don't and i've seen it right if you don't have a strong family you know and a family that can kind of deal with all these things then um it's hard right because our job especially in the army especially in the infantry you know it's not very easy um to do it over a career and then if you have family issues or things like that you know it only makes it exponentially harder that's the same in probably any profession but especially if you have to move every 2 or 3 years um you know that's Yeah I mean I
0: can only imagine I've I don't know I haven't had to I've had some hardships of course like things yeah. losing loved ones and stuff like that but yeah. like I've always been provided for like my parents Took great care of us. Um, family was important. You know, sit and eat around the dinner table every night. As long as people were there, you know, weren't playing sports or whatnot, and and even just recently, it's like we can pay our mortgage. You know, my studio's not technically fully open, but we're doing okay, and I can. And at the same time, we've had some like marital shit, like where it's like, hey. I'm having the worst year of my life career wise and financially and identity and all these things. And if the person in my world, my spouse is not listening or kind of hearing, I'm not being seen or felt or all those things. Like it's like kind of everything, just nothing functions well. So, and that's just in, you know, my life is not in danger. I'm not actually, like, neither one of us is going anywhere. We have support and I could ask lots of people for help and things like that. So I can only, it's, I I can't even imagine what that's like to have that shift constantly. And then, yeah, to, for you to recognize that, like, yeah, the family has to be solid.
1: Yes. And I think that's- It has to be. Yeah. And so, like, I, I feel- like I'm very much, you know, it, you know I can be happy or you know I can do well anywhere. i I think I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a pretty simple person, um, in in that respect, and but in that it doesn't take like a, a ton for me to you know be happy, um, and, or or you know live a, a you know good life, full life, however you want to term that, and kind of have
0: you always been like
1: that? I think yeah, I think so. I think so. As long as I can I don't know. Now I I'm starting to get into hunting a little bit. So now if I can I'd like to be somewhere where I can try to, you know, hunt a little bit. Um so but I've always been I don't know a a pretty like I don't I don't know. I don't need a big city or I don't, you know, but like it's different for Tracy, right? It's like every time you know, that we move and she has to, you know, refine, you know, she loves the thrift store shop, right? Like she, like that's like her jam, right? Is going like thrift store shopping. If we move to some place that's in the middle of nowhere, like they're not gonna have any thrift stores. But if we're by like a big city, like if we're by like a Nashville, right? Or um, when we lived in Texas, we live by, you know, an hour from Austin, right? There's a lot of, a lot more cool, fun things for her to go do for her to go experience um you know because yeah, like you that, have your
0: buddies right like there's if you are going to get deployed you go somewhere you're going with a group of people that you know already
1: yes it will in some respects and, and this is where it's you <laughs> yes there's a built-in network right but as I've gone on and like I you know um and I've continued to you know get promoted or whatever like I don't you get, you have less and less peers, right? And so um, when, when we were, you know, when we were deployed down to Texas, um, in, in many ways, it was a lot of days, it was very lonely. Um, because, you know, yeah, yeah, I can go spend time with people, right, um, and, and we did, and we, you know, especially as things loosened up with, with COVID, you know, we, we did things a little more, you know, like socially or to just spend time as a, as a team. Um, but at the end of the day, all those people still work for me. Yeah. Totally. Right. So I can't, I can't like cut loose. Like I can, you know, let's like talk about or... that.
0: <laughs> let's talk about that. Cause I relate and I have like run into some major, uh, I would say the last two years, I've had this constant conversation where I'm like, I think that I can be friends with the people that work for me. And it's very challenging.
1: Very challenging.
0: Yeah. So
1: you can have, I I think what I've, um, what I've discovered is you can have, you you need to have a relationship, right. With those people. um, And you certainly want it to be a positive uh, relationship. Um, But at the end of the day, you're still, you're still the boss. And it, you know, when I'm at work, I understand that, right? Mm -hmm. Even if, even if I'm going in to just kind of BS or relax, you know, with one of the guys who, uh, who works for me, I still know that I'm the boss, right? Like I still know that, you know, they, they're not really gonna cut it loose with me because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still their boss, right? I mean, I can go talk to, I have a very good relationship with, with my boss and I enjoy talking to him, but at the end of the day, I, all those conversations, you know, there's a lot of sirs in those conversations, right? And I know that he's still my boss, right? And so we're, for, yeah, for there's this like time, a filter
0: anyway. sort of yep. that we have to share things through. And I agree. It's it's a challenging thing for me because I feel like that's where I've gotten I I'm not burned isn't the right word because it hasn't been burned, but it's more of like I want to be able to just talk speak straight with everybody and be yeah. relatable and have these conversations like the kind of this kind of conversation. and the reality is is as people, I don't know what it is. it's like we're wired to, there's, there's levels and ways that yeah. we, we then filter ourselves through the world and conversations. I mean, similar to, you know, your kids are, remind me again, 11 and nine,
1: 11 and nine. Yeah.
0: yeah so it's like <laughs> you and I knew each other when we were in high school and I didn't tell yeah. my parents everything they were the boss and they didn't know everything that was going on in my world. So I kind of think about That's it like nice. that way. Like I want that kind of a relationship with everybody, but there is this, I don't
1: know. Well, there's also, I think too, like there's a, um, I think you have to think about it, like in, in my world, right. The, in the subordinate, you know, in your case, it would be the employees. Right. Uh, but still they're you know, they work for you and, I think there's a responsibility on the subordinate as well to have that understanding, right? That, Hey, we're having a conversation and um, you know, we're kind of shooting the breeze a little bit. Um, That doesn't mean that we're buddies, right? This happens in the army with, uh, with junior officers. Um, When we were down at the border, we had guys all over the place. And so whenever, whenever I would go see, see guys uh, and gals, go see them out and about, um, a lot of times I just want to talk to them talk to them about what's going on, you know, give them updates. There's things that I know that, that they don't know. So just give them updates and then just talk to them, just, you know, BS with them a little bit about sports or life or whatever. And there's a responsibility on the subordinates part to understand that, you know, we're not going to start texting each other on the weekends. Right. Um, and so, but sometimes, you know, junior officers, especially they'll get, they get like real comfortable. Right. And they start, you know, it's like, they forget and they think it's, you know, Ed and whoever just having a conversation. So like, oh, still the battalion commander. Like, <laughs> and so sometimes you, at least I've had to, it's not that often, but you have to like circle back. And it's like, you know, I'll usually go kind of through their company commander or whatever, but like, hey, remind so-and-so that, you know, if we're out there and we're just having a conversation, that doesn't mean, you know, that you can just get real casual with me, you know, like we grew up together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I guess I, what fascinates me about all this is that it just, I want everyone to be able to have those kind of like relatable, authentic conversations. And then the reality is, is just like we're we're not wired that way. Like we're wired that way, and then we're not. Because then, when we get handed bad news or something that we don't want to be happening, then all of a sudden that person, there's something wrong with them. Like, oh my boss, my boss is such a jerk.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. just
0: yesterday my boss was super cool because <laughs> I was getting what I wanted.
1: <laughs> you're getting what you wanted. I also, yeah. There's a. There has to be. Um self-awareness there has to be understanding that you know if i'm not performing you know um, that my boss might not be as cool as me
0: yeah
1: so, right i can yeah. have i can and this is this is probably true for for everybody right um i can have a little bit more relaxed or i can kind of bs more with the people I know that are super high performers, right? Because mm. they're, they're not going to be distracted or think we're buddies or think they have to perform any less because we're, you know, because we occasionally shoot the breeze. Yeah. Um, and I've got to imagine, this, I mean, that's got to be fairly common, but I've certainly seen that over time. Is I'll, I'll spend a little bit more time talking with with those officers or those senior NCOs and they're not going to, because they're very high level guys or gals, they're not going to go. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm in with the boss now. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now I don't have to perform to this level. Or I don't really have to do what he's saying because, you know, he really likes me. Like, yeah. I really like you, but I'll also still, you know, chew your ass if you're not doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. Cause now that we're bringing this up, it makes me think about athletic endeavors, like, um, a coach-athlete relationship sort of thing. Yeah. And I can think back to all the coaches that I've ever had. Sure. They're, they're the boss. Like, they're setting up the workouts. They're saying what we're going to do, who's going to play, who's going to sit the bench, all those things. And there is a lot of times if I look back to playing team sports, for instance, which has been a lifetime since that. But yeah. there's a – like, we're not always going to get what we want. No, and there's someone out there, whether it's you know in a situation like your boss or your coach or you know your parent or um, God, like there's they're 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 making the calls that are in the best interest of something that we sometimes can't even see. Yeah, and I don't know, I. I have like a sense, like uh, maybe like a value of like, I just trust that it's going to work out. Like even just, you know, this whole situation with COVID and you know, we were talking off the cuff before this interview about the yoga studio. And when I wasn't in a place of trust that it was going to all work and everything was going to be fine. And I was, you know, not going to have to go back to a desk job There was a period there yeah. where I was like losing it for, and I needed to take a moment like I shared with you. And yet now I feel like I'm in a place of, I trust that it's going to work. And when people ask yeah. me how I am, I'm like, my spirit's really good. You know, like I have a little nagging injury on my foot or, you know, I fell roller skating last week.
1: It was fun, but I fell. Did, and did you hurt. ever think, you, did you ever, did you think? that you would say those words that no I felt but a i also just like word.
0: yeah i know um but i look at it as yeah it's a mic even this morning i went for a run it's totally like kind of random but i wanted to go for a run and i've had this little nagging thing and i went around the block and came back and my sister's here and she's like what are you doing i was like my foot still hurts and she's like well that's a bummer what are you gonna do i'm like i don't know and it's like i can't let that stuff derail me otherwise my spirit gets crushed sure so you know for you i've known you like you've had a faith life tell me about that like since yeah. i've known you you've been a strong faith
1: yeah the and for us i would say that that is a huge you know part of our lives um you know we're um you know christians i'm not you know afraid to to say that um and that's how I you know grew up um and the especially now uh with kids uh trying to kind of you know teach them or you know bring them up um in in how we you know what we think is is right uh, to be good people etc um it's been huge for us because it's been huge for us and kind of in just what you talked about and kind of that trust right that trust that everything's going to work out. Hey, no matter, we we've been very fortunate and I think very blessed in our career and that we've been able to go to some good places and serve with great, you know, some people not so good. Um, and, but a lot of great people and a lot of great leaders, um, and make some good friends, you know, over time. And so I feel like in that respect, you know, God has really watched out for us. Right. And kind of where we've gone and who we've served with. Um, And, but also there's always been a kind of a deep, at least with me and Tracy, just trust that it's going to, hey, it'll work out. You know, it'll, you know, it'll be okay. No matter where we, where we go, you know, who we serve with, you know, it'll work out. It'll be good. Um, So
0: have you guys ever had you between like you, Tracy, your with your kids your um, deployments coming back from deployment, anything like situations that you have more in your life than I do that um, like life is changing. You're getting uprooted. Things yeah. are having to shift and um, go from, in my mind, it's almost like we're married couple to so now I'm a single mom. And yeah then, then you're back in the picture and like, Hey, I was doing yeah. life really great without you, buddy. <laughs> like yeah
1: exactly okay so the and I, i'm sorry i feel like a, a total a jerk right now that because i didn't bring my charger upstairs can i go oh yeah do it i just want to run down i want to play i don't want to start but i'll answer that
0: all right so we were talking about um just the kind of since yeah coming in this, back into in this, yeah, coming back into life when you get back into life what's that like
1: yeah, so we um so it's on. Done it a few times now, uh, you know, with kids, and so the um, Tracy's really good though. She really like, you know, tells me like this last when I just came home in October. She's like, "Hey, you're your kids just need you to be fun dad guy, you know, for the next couple of months. So don't." don't really get, try not to get on them too much or, you know, do you normally get on fun them? Day. I'm, I, you know, I think there's probably, you know, too much of my parents in me, right. Just in the, in the general sense of like, Hey, there's things that we have to do today. Right. So let's get them all done, you know, right quick and in a hurry. And then you can just go screw off for the rest of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So, but for, so Tracy's really good about just helping me, um, you know, reintegrate every time with, hey, this is, uh, and the kids, you know, they have, they certainly have a different relationship with me than they do with with Tracy. Uh, and so if I'm ever, you know, you know, if I get a little frustrated then the kids will tell Tracy, like, oh, daddy was a little bit frustrated you know, about this, you know, and if I had, you know, I wasn't around for 11 months. So that's a new thing for them. Right. And I get frustrated in a different way than Tracy gets frustrated. Um, so, but I think the thing that, um, both of us do really well is just communicate as well as we can, you know, with the kids about what's going on in life. And then, um, if I'm ever, you know, if I'm ever, you know, wrong, you know, with the kids or, you know, like if I yelled at them and I shouldn't have yelled at them or something like that, you know, then I go to them and, you know, and apologize. Um, And so, you know, that's been big for me, you know, and it, you know, and I know, you know, I think most people know, like, you know, if you're wrong, you know what I mean? Hard to
0: say it though, right?
1: It's yeah, I've gotten pretty good at it. Um, (laughs) maybe that's not good. Um No, that is
0: really good. I mean, the thing about it is is we don't wanna be wrong ever. That's and when we realize that we're wrong, I think the growth is, oh man, I don't like being wrong. And I have a really hard time saying I'm wrong. I have a hard time saying I'm sorry. Yeah. But actually, when I say I'm sorry, or I say I'm wrong, I'm freed up. And no one's expecting, actually, that you're perfect and have it all together all the time. It's like that self-imposed thing on us. And so the sure. more that we say it, I'm wrong. Yep, dad's wrong again. Mom's wrong again. It's <laughs> a jerk yeah. today. Shouldn't yeah. have yelled at you. I was yeah. frustrated. It's- Had some of those moments recently. and
1: you, Yes. And it's, but it's, it, and, and you're right. I did is good and it's okay to, uh, at least for me, right. I've grown and learned a lot from those experiences. I actually think this is one of the things that I kind of thought about a little bit, um, before coming on with you was, I really think that I'm a, I think I'm a better leader now, um, uh, you know, the last three, four, or five years, as I've kind of grown and developed as a as a parent, um, and you know, always trying to be, you know, a better husband. Um, and so I, I think doing on those things and working on those things at home has helped me become, you know, uh, a better leader at work. To be to be more humble. To say, now I was wrong. You know, I you know. I chewed your butt. I shouldn't have done that, you know. You know, mm-hmm. sorry, you know. Um, and so at least for me, I you know, that's something I think is is important. So
0: yeah, do you and Tracy have a system for you know like, you said you're we 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 we're really good at communicating. It's like is there a system for it where I'll, I'll give you an example. So one thing I've learned is when something's the matter, it's not good to just sit on it and like, let it escalate. Duh. Yeah. Um, but it's also sometimes when something just happened and it didn't go as we wanted it to right, then is not actually the moment to call it out. It's when things are, when emotions are not so heated, take a pause, bring it up when there's clear space. And especially as a parent, when the kids aren't around, um, to have like a full conversation as adults, even though I do think it's yeah. good for kids to see us work through things and um, and get out the other side. So yeah. I, I, I say all that because I've learned the hard way of saying what I wanted to say at the wrong time when emotions are still heated, just because someone gave me the advice like from my wedding, like, don't ever go to bed mad. And it's like, well, I'm mad. And if I start talking now, we're probably going to end up. I'm gonna to want to get divorced.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that um, Tracy has helped me a lot in that way because I'm very much in like that. Like I want to, if we have a disagreement, like I we're gonna solve it right now. <laughs> you know, right now, right now, and uh, because I don't like there to be disharmony, and I've had to learn to have some patience, uh, also to shut up. <laughs> um when if Tracy says hey like I don't want to talk about it anymore like okay then I like I I gotta stop right and then we can address it later and then yeah she'll still be a little bit frustrated or I might still be a little bit frustrated um but we'll we both know I think now that we'll deal with it when we're both in a better place uh emotionally and I, I think that that's you know that's really good. And I think that applies to, you know, you know, at work, if you um, if you observe one of your yoga instructors, you know, do something in a class that was like, ooh, that was probably pretty unprofessional. But if you blow him or her up in the middle of class, you know, we're not really establishing credibility with the class and all these other things. Right. We might need to address that after the fact um and so that certainly applies in our lives and in our marriages and um so, so even yeah, I with kids like I've witnessed
0: good. it too oh, where yeah. friends are you know kids made a bad choice and then at that moment like oh, yeah. dad started like kind of doing some shaming at them in the moment and we'll, well and while we were there it was really fun to watch and witness because then my, it was my friends kids and my girlfriend said, she's like, let's just like not do some public shaming right now. We can handle it when we get home. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it's, I was like, that's exactly what it is. Is it just, it, it can turn into that if we want to get it solved right now. And then it's like, sure. no one's at their best.
1: No, and no, I, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's hard sometimes and you have to like use some restraint, be patient. Um, and then for me, it, also help to sometimes if i'm just you know i'm just quiet you know like if i'm just quiet then you know i'll deal with whatever i'm dealing with or whatever frustration and then probably in a little bit i'll be okay Mm -hmm. but i need to just i need to just be quiet because if i say something or whatever then i you know you know i'll get mad or i'll start barking you know at the kids or something like that and that's not it's not what I want to do it's not helpful for anybody so yeah yeah it doesn't meet
0: anyone's end goal no yeah so just to kind of go forward a little bit is what's life look like like for you in the next I don't know 10 years you've been doing this you know, the, all I, over the place and
1: yeah the um so I'll start by saying I don't know Um, I, I think I'll be in the army for at least another four or five years. Um, I think, um, right now, what we're waiting on is we're waiting to find out about where so in, um, I guess it was about the start of my second year in command. I was selected for kind of the next level of, of schooling. It's called senior service college. And so I was selected for that. Um, and so now we're waiting to see where I'm gonna go uh, or we're gonna go do that. So that is kind of what we're waiting on and we'll leave Fort Campbell this summer um, and go to wherever the army um, says to go do that. We're trying to do what's called a fellowship where you get to uh, study at a civilian you know, university. Uh, so I'm, we're trying to do that. Um, and so, but we don't know, we'll find out probably hopefully in February. Um, and then after that, I'll, you know, uh, try to compete to command, you know, at another, um, at the next, at the next level. So, um, so, but it's, you know, it's challenging and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of great officers and, um you know, that I work with. And so, um, yeah, so, we'll, so I'll try to, I, I would love to do what I'm doing now, but you know, at the next level, um, if I had the opportunity to, that would be really neat. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. So it sounds that like a lot be, of next
0: world is we'll see.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, very much so. So, and it, you and know, it's like it,
0: the one thing that no one deals with. Well, So it's, it's fascinating to me because you're, as you're talking about this, you're like, well, I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years. And no one does, like, no one knew that this pandemic was going to happen. We couldn't have predicted it. Business closed. People were going to be telling us what to do and stand in line at grocery stores and whatever. But the reality is there's so much that's not in our control. And then to hear you say something like, well, I might go to this place. It's going to depend on someone else, like choosing me. Telling me where I'm going to go. It's not actually up to me to pick. And, you know, we were talking right before we started recording this about like, I feel like a new generation of human beings are coming into the workforce where there's this fast paced desire for whatever it is that I want. I want to get it yesterday. And Mm -hmm. that's actually just not how the world operates. No. And how have you seen that in the army? Um
1: I think that what we've seen because no matter, you know, if you come in and you know and and we have soldiers that have come in and they've come in and they're in their 30s and start serving. Um and then you know we have you know young men and women that are 18, 19 20 years old as well. I think that um, because they they come in the army, they know there's a structure, right? Like it's not you you can't. It's difficult to come in the army and then just be like, "Hey, I want to be in charge tomorrow." Like eh, doesn't you know? There's no structure for that. Like sorry, Uh, there's no structure from being a private to being you know, the command sergeant major, right, the senior enlisted, um, like my right-hand man on a day-to-day basis. There's no structure for that, so we, we can't quite do that, right, like, a, you know, maybe at a, you know, tech company, maybe you could be kind of a, an analyst or something like that, and then you do great work, and then you're, you know, then you're the VP of something, right, the next, you know, a week later. It doesn't really work that way um, in the Army. I think that what soldiers now, you know, we see continue, they want information, right? They want to be informed. Um, I think most people do, but especially now because there's so much information out there, right? So they want to be informed. Uh, they want to know why they're doing something, even if they don't like it, right? If they don't like the why, tell them the why, be transparent with them. Um, and then you got to get out and, you know, I, I guess I've believed this for my whole career, but then you got to get out and leaders got to get out and do it with, with folks. I mean, you got to be out there, you know, with folks to build, you know, to build trust, um, you know, to establish credibility, um, et cetera. If you're never, you know, if you're that leader, that's always kind of aloof, or you're never around or, you know, whatever, just imagine if you were, you know, you open your yoga studio, but then, you know. Hey, where's Adrian? Well, she comes in about once a week. You know, it's just kind of these other people run the show. Well, then your, you know, your imprint, right, is lessened on the studio because now it's going to drift towards who's ever there the most, mm-hmm. or, you know, who's ever doing, putting out, you know, whatever guidance or things that are, may or may not be in line with what you want. Um, so, yeah, I, as far as it's just it's so different in the army in the sense that like yeah you could come in and you can do really well and you can be promoted quickly but that still takes time mm-hmm. you know it just even, takes experience my, like you're it, saying it takes experience it takes yeah and then even some of my peers who've been promoted you know well ahead of me yeah i mean they've still been in the army for 18 or 20 years you know what i mean maybe mm-hmm. they're a colonel now uh, a full colonel now but they, they still have been in the army for a while. They didn't, you know, come in and five years later they were a clone.
0: Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't necessarily think that I would fully trust someone that like went from here here so quickly because they didn't do all the other stuff. And I think that's similar to, um, I don't know, all yoga studios or in all businesses are run differently where there might be an owner and then they hire people to do all the things and, you know, however often they check in. And and then I've seen some that, you know, are are run by people that don't even do yoga. They just decided to buy a yoga studio and then they're running it. And from my standpoint, I'm like, how is that, how is that working? How is that successful? But they might bring in a different model, like some sort of business model into that situation that works, but there's still a similarity. What I hear you saying is you still have to you have to spend some time doing the work that's right one of the, one of the famous like hashtags i keep seeing um is doing the work is the shortcut <laughs> and it's funny because it's you actually okay. doing the you have to just do, stop thinking about or fantasizing or strategizing about how you're going to get out of this a situation and just do the work be in the work That's right. embrace the work you know the mess whatever it is like um, just thinking of, you know, some of the things around parenting, it's like,
1: sure,
0: yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be changing diapers for probably a solid three years. Whenever you try to rush that process and you're not like the relationship yeah. starts to get severed or yeah, I can imagine that, you know, like conversation like, Ed, when are you going to come home? I thought you were coming home earlier. And it's like, no, I'm just doing the work that I was called to do. And when I get back, I'll get back. Sure
1: yeah and we're very much um I would we've been there now for a while, right like you know sometimes I you know Tracy can probably show you the text messages like hey, I'm wrapping it up and then I'm I mean I live five minutes from my office here, right so hey, I'm wrapping it up, heading out you know, and then I'm not home for another thirty minutes. well, three people came in my office, you know to get guidance or to give me an update or whatever and so. I don't, you know, try not to just shoot people away. Right. Yeah. So, and, and it'd be different um, if
0: you were like saying that and then going to the bar.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right, right. That's not really in my DNA at this point, <laughs> um, but the um, the uh, I'd rather just go home and you know, have a beer with Tracy. That'd be a yeah. Lot more fun. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to, I want to wrap up. What I like to do is, have a no filter speed round. Okay. Mm, So I'm going to ask you a question, whatever comes to mind first, you just give that answer. That's why it's called no filter speed round. You ready? Okay. Words of wisdom you received from your mom.
1: Work hard. My mom is maybe one of the most hardworking people that, um, you know, that, that I know. So yeah, work hard.
0: Work hard. So you get up every day at 4.30. Yep. What's your daily morning ritual?
1: Uh, I get up. I hit snooze twice. I just have that programmed in. It allows me to wake up. Uh, I check my email right when I wake up to see if anything happened overnight uh, that maybe I'm not aware of. Usually then I'll open my YouVersion Bible app, read the verse of the day and then get up, go shave, go to
0: work. Sweet. You have 30 minutes free all of a sudden in your day. What do you do with it?
1: I would either read or take a nap.
0: Perfect. One thing you would tell the younger version of yourself
1: you're not that cool just keep working hard.
0: <laughs> that's awesome thanks for doing this ed
1: yeah no you bet this is great
0: thanks for listening to the show that was really fun if you are interested in being a guest on our show, I would love to talk more and hear your story, hear how you're doing messy progress in your life, and share your story with the world because I think people need to hear it, be inspired into action, and learn something from the work that everybody is doing. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Adrian Smith underscore yoga. It's probably the easiest way to reach me. Thanks for listening. See you next week.